Hello and welcome back to another episode of Horribly Happy. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Sophie. And we're back. Hi. We missed you. How was your week off, Sophie? A long time, no chat. It was good. Um, very Minnesota winter. Didn't do a ton. Hibernating out here. But at the same time, I did do a lot. Yeah, life doesn't get any slower. Um, I saw my parents or my my parents and my sister the other week, and um, it was right after we announced that we were going to be going bi-weekly. And first of all, my one sister said I overexplained what bi-weekly meant. So <laughs> I apologize for that. And then my other sister and mom were like, why are you guys so busy? Like, what are you guys really doing? Like, you're so busy. They were like accusing us <laughs> of not being busy. We are busy girls though. Yeah, I feel like socially I'm really busy. Yeah, it's like, you know, there was a good two years where socially life was pretty slow because of good old pandemic. Um and now it's just like picked up in full force. So it's all good things. Just we are busy. So take our word for it. Yeah. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Mind your business. Mind your business and be happy we're gracing your ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. I stand by that we're busy and I think it's the truth. And take that Januska fam no I agree and we are and this past weekend we went to a new restaurant with some girl girly pop friends of ours um Sophie and I went to Petite Leon which what kind of food is that Sophie Central American maybe it's kind of like borderline tapas you You mean Spanish yeah like Mexican Mexican I don't Central American that's I I said like all of Central America (laughs) let me look now I'm so curious okay so it's one of the the head chef is from Yucatan which is southeast Mexico take that (laughs) so you're right I'm kind of shocked I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like inspired by that but it's really good um well Sophie you said it was actually on the top 50 restaurants in 2022 for New York Times yeah so I saw that Petit Leon as you mentioned was listed like September of 2022 so just a few months ago they were listed on New York Times like top 50 restaurants in the U.S. so um and our friend lives in the same neighborhood that Petite Leon is in and she had never tried it and had been told really good things and had been wanting to get out there she booked this reservation like yeah she booked it a while ago like so long ago that I forgot about it yeah um anyway hot take I thought it was very good I don't want this review to take away that I didn't think it wasn't good because I did think it was very good and the drinks were bomb yeah they were. I think it was like top 50 restaurants New York Times like I think there's been better restaurants that I've been to in the Twin Cities area yeah I mean I really liked it I can see why it's on a list but mm-hmm. yeah I mean, 
I guess I would rate some other restaurants ahead of it. Yeah. Alita and Stepchild, the loves of my lives. Stepchild is, (laughs) that might be like my death Romeo. No, Colita is mine. I literally tear up about eating there. Can you book that for our next? Oh my God. Yeah. And that's like a shared plate situation as well. So I'll for sure do that. Zach and I go for like every special occasion because it's so freaking good. Yeah. Or like Estelle St. Paul. Yeah. Which I haven't been to, but we did like, I did like it or I did love some of the food. So we got like the petite cheeseburger, which is just like a cheeseburger, but it was really good. Like it was a, it reminded it me of the stepchild cheeseburger as well, which is really It was good. two smash patties, which are just like my favorite form yeah. of burger patty. Smash then, yeah. And then the nudie was really good. So it's like a ricotta mm-hmm. dumpling. That was amazing. But like the Very. muscles weren't that good. And I love muscles. They just like, they didn't wow me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really, like, I love muscles. I was just expecting more. So yeah, overall, it was really good. I can see why it's on a list, but I don't think it should be on the list. Yeah, and it's also very small portions and it's um, on the more expensive side, which like, you, I'm not trying to be snobby about it because like I can respect like a fine dining experience and like not overindulging, but I think that paired with like just it not being the best food I've ever had um I was just like oh okay like it was good and I would go back happily and really enjoy it yeah and I would recommend it to other people as well yeah 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 so that's that um there's a few crew (laughs) trap there's a few true crime updates for um anybody that kind of is in the know with that stuff um the first one is that Alec Murdoch, the lawyer from South Carolina, disgraced lawyer that um, stole a bunch of money and is accused of murdering his wife and son. Uh, If you remember, I covered that a few episodes ago or a handful of episodes ago. He starts his trial today and jury selection starts today. Um, And I am keeping up with all of that with the Murdoch Murders podcast. It's two investigative reporters that do an amazing job covering it. And one lawyer steps in and gives his evaluations as well. Highly, highly recommend. Um, It's definitely um, going to be a long haul, but there's, they do some really good reporting there. Yes. Um, I've kind of fallen off the, bandwagon of that podcast you introduced me to not because I wasn't enjoying it but because my job has become very meeting focused and I just I'm falling behind on all my podcasts um yeah me too but I will like occasionally read articles and stuff on that so that'll be interesting to follow um Jen and I are still following the Idaho murders case very sad I don't think there's been too many crazy updates since we last updated. Um, so stay tuned for any developments on that, but we're still watching closely. Um, it sounds like that one's going to go to trial. So who knows if slash when we'll ever really learn all the details. Yep. 
Yeah, why? Well, oh, that story is so terrible. But um, yeah, that case, I guess. But we'll we'll keep you updated as stuff comes out. Okay, the other one before we get into Brian Walsh is: Did you hear about the J.P. Morgan? That how J.P. Morgan is suing somebody for fraud. Holmes Duke. It is so crazy. So it's another young woman entrepreneur who is being sued by J.P. Morgan because um, she sold her business to J.P. Morgan. I think it was last year. Um, for $175 million. And now JP Morgan is saying it was a scam and that she basically like, it, it was an app, I believe, or a website that did something with student loans. I can't remember exactly, but it's Charlie Javis. That's who allegedly did this. And she gave like JP Morgan, like she sold her business to them. And a majority, JP Morgan is alleging a majority of the users of the product that she sold were fraudulent users. So made up to inflate numbers. Another Elizabeth Holmes sitch, another girl boss situation. As you said earlier. Um, I will be looking into it more and giving you guys updates because I just know the brief summary of it and I will have to do a deep dive. Dang. All right. The other true crime case that is all over the news right now is the Brian Walsh case. And Brian Walsh um, allegedly and has been arrested for killing his wife, Anna Walsh. Um, this was just really, really recently he was arrested for this. Um, and she went missing in January of 2023, I believe. And just a month. What? She went missing just this month. I believe so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's like a short summary. Cause it was new year's Eve. So recent Google searches just came out for Brian Walsh, um, on his son's iPad. Like, okay. I shouldn't laugh, but it's ridiculous. So dumb. Let me do a quick re- recap. December 27th, 2022, he Googled, what's the best state to divorce for a man? Okay. January 1st, Brian and Anna Walsh went to bed around 1 or 1.30 a.m. after celebrating New Year's with a friend. He told investigators. He told police Anna Walsh left early that morning for her job in Washington, D.C., However, there is no evidence that she left home. Should I read all of the Google searches? They're terrible. Maybe just a few. Okay. So starting at 4.55 a.m., how long before a body starts to smell? I'm not going to keep reading the timestamps. How to stop a body from decomposing. 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. How long for somebody to be missing to inherit? Can you throw away body parts? What does formaldehyde do? How long does DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. How to clean blood from wooden floor. Luminol to detect blood. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? Is it better to put crime scene clothes away or wash them? That's all in a span of one, of literally eight hours. And then- 
tells the murder story right there. Like, no, I mean, exactly. And it's disgusting. It's, it's horrible. Then on January 2nd, so that was January 1st, January 2nd, Brian Walsh travels to Home Depot in a mask and gloves and paid $450 in cash in cleaning supplies <laughs> or, or cleaning supplies. And then that same day, he also Googles hacksaw best tool to dismember. Can you be charged with murder without a body? Can you identify a body with broken teeth? So sad. And then on January 3rd, he Googles what happens to hair on a dead body? What is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a black plastic bag compared to a surface in the woods? And can baking soda mask or make a body smell good? And then they, they stopped and he was arrested. And they found her body, right? No, I don't believe they found her body. Okay, she's just been reported missing. Yeah. I mean, she's presumed dead. Yeah. I mean, pretty incriminating. Terrible. Yeah, sorry, I read them all because they're horrible and I couldn't stop. No, that's okay. Um, Yeah, so he is now being charged. Yes. In some capacity. Yeah, like how, okay, obviously I'm like happy he's caught, but how Mm -hmm. stupid are you? I know. It's like, I don't want them, I don't want criminals, especially like murderers to be smarter, but it's like, that's why it's like laughable because I'm like, Like, sir. Literally since like the 80s when, or 90s, whenever computers started being like at home, you know, accessible to people. That's the first place you look. Yeah. Is your history. Yeah. 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 Anyways, really, really messed up. Yeah. Really silly. Actually, really stupid. Um, yeah, I feel like those are the kind of the big updates in the true crime world right now. Um I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, you wanted to talk about Amazon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then we can get into the stories. So this isn't like a new take, but I'm like, okay. I'm on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm young. I'm hip. Whatever. And. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) And there is this influencer. There's actually many of them, but one video in particular that I sent to Jenna this week that just like re-stirred my hatred for um like the haul trends on TikTok specifically like Amazon haul trends yeah because this is some new information that I didn't learn she's part of like the Amazon influencer club or whatever it's called Amazon creators or something like that And I think it just like has to do with linking things in your Amazon storefront. And like, if you get so many sales, you get rewarded. Um, And I always knew that like linking stuff in your Amazon storefront, you got like a percentage of the sale. You get like paid pretty well, like depending on what, how many people are buying from your Amazon storefront. Yeah. Make some, yeah, you get a good chunk of change by being in that program. Yeah. Which that is like, I think it has its pros and cons for sure. Um, But this girl is a big 
Amazon specifically, like she will do other hauls, but a lot of Amazon. And she was like, Oh, I made like so many sales last month in my Amazon creator fund or whatever it's called. So sometimes like when I do well, Amazon will just send me like 500 gift, $500 gift cards or like, yeah, some high amount of money. Like she said that sometimes she even gets more because it's like based on the last month she got 1500 in Amazon gift cards. Yeah. And she and then, said, she said the somebody commented on her post and was like, Oh, here I was thinking you bought all this stuff on your own. And she was like, no, no, I've only spent like $50 of my own money on Amazon all year all last year of 2020. Yeah. Like, so it's like $50. I've spent way more than $50 on Amazon. Yeah. So it's literally just a cycle of Amazon giving her money to buy things, review them. So then other people can buy them. So then she can make money off of this and then Amazon can give her more money to do this, which is just like so gross because I, I buy, I do buy things off of Amazon, but I think there's like a lot of things on Amazon that are just like so it's like especially catered to like fast fashion or just very made and it's like I just know she's gonna show buying this stuff she'll wear it a couple times use it a couple times and like never look at again um or give it away eventually and make maybe even more money selling it again secondhand or like just giving it away which I guess you can maybe do some good by donating things but it was just like gross. Like just the thought, like this creator has like a whole room dedicated to packages when she orders stuff. And just like yeah. the, the clutter alone bothers me. And then just like the waste and the gross cycle of it all. I could just go on forever. And the overconsumption, I, especially yeah. on TikTok is nuts. And like, if you go and scroll on TikTok and just like, consciously look at what people are trying to sell you pretty much every post is somebody trying to push a product and mm-hmm. then it, it's in there it's linked in their storefront or it's linked mm-hmm. in you know their link tree or whatever and obviously like we're all out here trying to make a living and just trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to survive but the overconsumption that tiktok has caused is crazy yeah and i no, I can practice what I preach, like reducers, recycle. For me personally, I can definitely reduce in my life. And, but that is something like, I think over the past couple of years, I've gotten a lot better at. Um, so I know I'm like not perfect or whatever, but it's just like unreal seeing the amount of stuff these people buy. And then like, where does it all go? Like, right. I don't know. It's just, I really hate it. And then another thing that's like so surprising to me is that like, I, I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been a wave of people yet being like, this is gross. Like this is overconsumption. Like I kind of thought I would like see more comments like that on people's. Oh, I haven't like I recently started seeing people on my For You page talking about defluencing so instead of yes. they're talking about defluencing. So they're talking about things you shouldn't buy. The yeah. either things that they regret buying, or they're talking about swaps that you can do or things that are just not worth it. So I've seen like, it's not necessarily on those creators comments, but maybe they, you don't know, they probably have like blocked filters and stuff that they put. You can block certain words from being posted. You can choose that. Yeah. On. I'm sure they do that. 
Um, yeah. but I've seen a lot of defluencing stuff as well, which is good. That's just probably the side of TikTok I'm on, but. <laughs> no, I've seen a couple of those comments or like, I mean, I see a lot of like, I have this event. So like, let's go to the mall with me to buy something new. And like one time I saw someone comment like, and it was like, what option should I wear? And that person was like, none wear something you have at home or like wear something you've worn before because it's like so true it's just like I don't know I feel like we even fall into that like we I mean we openly admit like we do and we get influenced but like every new wedding we go to like I try and get a new like I find a new dress or whatever so Mm -hmm. I definitely find myself doing that too yeah I think the difference is like how many events are we going to versus an actual like influencer going to oh for sure yeah just like I'm not gonna throw I'm not (laughs) I'm not gonna completely throw oh my god I'm not gonna completely throw stones from my house when I'm not perfect (laughs) right I think I was like the point I was saying is like I was kind of surprised to see that comment and I was like oh is this gonna like start happening and maybe I just like saw it before it was deleted or whatever but I was like will this gain traction I don't know and then of course it did (laughs) but fine yeah people are crazy just like the everything the overconsumption is crazy But anyway, that's my soapbox. I know I'm not perfect, so I probably shouldn't even be throwing. Well, stuff. no, I mean, I I didn't mean to say like I'm not perfect, so let's not talk about it. Just like yeah. also like we should talk about it, but also look at what we are doing as well. What you already do, I know. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, that was something that really grinded my gears this week. <laughs> I also was shook when I saw that video. I was like, holy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that, should we get in the story? Yeah. Mine is a decent amount. So yeah, let's get right into it. I um one of my favorite things to do for this podcast is like being able to watch a show or a documentary or docu-series on a topic that I'm interested in covering because then it's like a treat because I'm like watching TV but also researching. That being said. Um, trying to like take something from documentary style to like written is like hard and not as cohesive oh yeah <laughs> they you know um, present it in such a different way but that being said my sources this week is um, the first one is the Netflix docu-series called sins of my mother or sins of a mother and okay. then um my second source is Wikipedia. Love you. I haven't heard of this. Yeah. So it, like, I just like saw it was like a true crime, a new release. So I just added to my, I added it to my list like a while back. And then yesterday I was like, okay, let's see what this is about. And I guarantee you've actually heard a little bit about this story, but like, didn't like, don't know all the background, which is what I found it was like one of those things where I started watching and I was like, I can't believe I've never heard of this. And then it like gets to a certain point. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did hear about this, but I just like didn't realize all the backstory. Like I only okay. heard like small, terrible parts. So let's get into it. This story is mainly going to talk about a woman named Lori Vallow and um, 
terrible crimes she committed, murders, and her cult-like beliefs that led her there. So Lori Vallo was born in 1973 in San Bernardino, California. She was the third of four kids. She was raised in the LDS church, and according to her parents, she really took her faith seriously from a young age. And when she was 19 years old, she married her high school boyfriend, Nelson Gaines, but divorced fairly quickly afterwards. Um, I don't really know exactly why. I think she just realized he wasn't a great guy. She then married her second husband at the age of 22, to which she had her first child with. Um, his name is Kobe. And that was also a short-lived marriage because I think he was um, involved in some not good things, but I didn't really get many details on that, some crime. Okay. So then she marries her third husband at the age of 28, and his name is Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr. And with Joseph, she has her second child, Tylee. So it's like Riley with a T. For like mm-hmm. Kylie the tea. Um, and Joseph also eventually adopted Colby as his own because I don't think Colby's biological father was like really involved in his life. Okay. Shortly after Tylee was born, Lori entered the Miss Texas pageant, making her TV debut. She, I don't think she like won any big titles, but she was like fairly popular, like a working mother and um all of that she later appeared on tv again but this time it was a contestant on um wheel of fortune and she actually claimed that god told her she would be on the show okay (laughs) her close friends at the time would describe Lori as over spiritualizing most things like wheel of fortune is an example like she would say like god led her to do that or like Mm -hmm. It was a sign from God kind of thing. Um, So even though things with Joseph, her third husband, like initially were really good and he was great with the kids and they kind of had a loving, stable family, things eventually turned sour. And Joseph began abusing Colby and Lori physically. And Colby would later admit that he was also sexually abused by Joseph. So yeah, really terrible. Colby was like actually like a reoccurring person or reoccurring voice on this Netflix series. Um, So one day Lori packed up her kids and left him. She told her brother Alex that about the abuse and like what had happened. And I guess Alex one day showed up to Joseph's door and tased him because he was like so upset about what he did to them. Um. So after the divorce, Colby remembers bouncing around a bit with Lori and his sister, and they eventually met Lori's fourth husband, Charles. So Charles was very smitten by Lori and um, ended up joining the LDS faith so that they could be together, and he even quit drinking. And then this is kind of hard, hard to follow. Charles's nephew had a son, JJ, who was autistic and... Charles's nephew, like the father, wasn't really involved in his life or like didn't want to be involved or couldn't take care of him. I don't know exactly why he wasn't really actually being a father figure. So Charles's sister, the nephew's mom, and her husband were actually taking care of JJ. So they were taking care of their son's kid, essentially, kind of like 
adopting him as their own. But she was older and felt like JJ would do better with younger parents. So Charles and Lori actually ended up officially adopting JJ as their own when he was um, young and they became a family of five. So now there's Colby, Tylee, and JJ Mm -hmm. for the kids. So Colby and Tylee just really loved JJ. Like, um, as I mentioned, he was autistic, so there definitely was some difficulties and challenges, but for the most part, like the family just loved him and accepted him. Um, and it was just a really good fit. Lori's faith grew stronger as her family um, grew and she got older and she regularly began to claim that God, that God would talk to her and give her guidance. And one day she claims that God told her that she needed to move to Hawaii. So she picked up a family and that's what they did. They moved to Hawaii. She (laughs) quickly made new friends within the LDS faith upon arriving in Hawaii And one friend who was like interviewed on the Netflix series said that like from the outside, Charles and Lori seem to have like perfect relationship, great loving family, just kind of like everything you would want in life. But as she grew closer to Lori, Lori confided in her that she felt like Charles was actually holding her back and he wasn't her spiritual equal. So After living in Hawaii for about three years, Lori was called to move back to Arizona. So they moved back to Arizona. Uh, Around this time, Colby was actually in college and he meets his now wife, Kelsey. Kelsey introduced Colby to the Christian faith. Kelsey was um, Christian. She was not part of the LDS church. And this made Lori really unhappy and she just like was not very excited about the relationship I think she was really disappointed that like they weren't going to be in the LDS church and whatever she was like never really that nice to Kelsey and Kelsey just like didn't get good vibes from Lori Mm -hmm. um and soon after Colby and Kelsey get married Lori's beliefs kind of shift to this like doomsday type mindset she like felt like the end was near. She talked a lot about um, like the world ending. Um, and she even told a close friend at one point that she was so scared about the end that sometimes she felt like it would be easier to just drive herself and her family off a cliff. So she was like saying really alarming things at this point. Um, also around this time, Lori is introduced to Chad Daybell's book called Standing in Holy Places. And she later attended an event called Preparing a People, which Chad was like hosting. And that's where Lori met met Chad in person for the first time. Um, They like really hit it off. And Chad tells Lori that he believes that him and Lori were married in a previous lifetime. Um, (laughs) So, So some background about Chad um, is that he also grew up in the LDS church. He went on his two-year mission, which is like customary for young men in the LDS faith. Um, And when he returned one day, he was cliff jumping, like just for fun and had a near-death experience. 
he like hit his head somehow jumping and claimed that he blacked out and actually had a vision into the future, which would spark this gift of visions and foreseeing the future. So um, he was claiming that, so he got married, had five kids and started writing these books. He like started a podcast. He was hosting these conferences and essentially like created a religious stemmed off of the LDS faith. Um, although I'm sure the LDS would like not want him to be associated with them, but um, it started there. He essentially claimed there was an apocalypse coming and those who were believers would survive. He moved to a small town in Idaho where he claimed it would be the new Jerusalem after the apocalypse and like the survivors came out of this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's it's like kind of out there. I'm, I'm trying like, to be like minded, but. Idaho, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he like believed that um, there was like, you had many past lives. Um, there are people who like this is their first life but he claimed he's like lived like 20 something lives or something and like I mentioned earlier he believes him and Lori were married in a previous life Mm -hmm. um he also had these beliefs that people were either light or dark and they were kind of like on the spectrum of light and dark and people who were labeled as dark were seen as zombies and were like being taken over by Satan and like their bodies were essentially just like a host for like these evil spirits. And um, if they weren't like removed from the earth, they were going to take over. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about chat. So Laura gets very involved in his religion, like becomes like, a devout follower she joins the podcast she's also preaching his teachings um, of course he has a podcast <laughs> yeah um and Lori's brother Alex who I mentioned earlier also becomes a believer and like Lori's niece or something so a couple family members and her and Chad are growing closer and I think they're like kind of developing like a love affair but they're both still married okay and now she's growing closer to chad Lori begins to claim that charles her husband has a demon inside of him and he is now dark and like charles's spirit is dead his body's now a host of this demon and um yeah so like charles needs to go um and she actually is like but she's not really telling she's like talking to Chad about this and like other believers but she's not telling like friends and family she's saying that Charles is cheating on her and like she wants to leave him he's a bad husband and Charles is obviously confused and he's trying to do damage control with her friends and family and saying like those accusations are not true. And she's like getting wrapped up in these outlandish beliefs and he's like very confused on this person she's becoming, but her friends and family are like are believing Lori over him because they don't like know what's going on in the background. They're just like, no, Charles is this bad guy and he's trying to save face and no. So one day while Charles is on a work trip, Lori actually packs up all of Charles's belonging, moves him out of the house. She changes the locks and she takes his car from the airport. 
so he returns and he's like very confused. He like can't get into his house, can't get a hold of anyone. So he calls the cops. This is when he starts like trying to explain like what's been going on. He's like, I feel like she's not mentally stable, like all this stuff. Um, and he's like, I think she needs to see a doctor. So eventually there's like back and forth with the police between Lori and Charles and Lori eventually agrees to get a psych evaluation, which she's just doing as like a formality to prove that she's not crazy. And she passes like the, the police officers believe her. They think like this is just some like guy who's pissed that his wife wants to leave her. She, right. she comes across like very normal and under control and like very average woman. You know, so she's kind of laughing about it, like, uh, Charles, blah, blah, blah. So Charles then reaches out to Lori's other brother, Adam, and is, like, explaining what go- what's going on. And Adam is, like, the first person of Char- of Lori's, like, close friends and family to, like, listen to Charles and believe what's going on. So Adam agrees to, he, like, lives out of a different state. So he agrees to fly to Arizona and, like, hold an intervention with Lori and her family and be like, what's going on? Like these beliefs are crazy. Well, Lori catches wind that Adam is going to do this and confides in her brother, Alex about it. And Alex agrees to protect her and like stay with her during this time. So in the process of Adam traveling to town, Charles shows up one morning at Lori's to pick up JJ and bring him to school. I think they still had like some custody agreements going on and they're not even like officially divorced at this point. But essentially a fight ensues between Charles and the rest of the family. And like everyone's there, Lori, Tylee, JJ, and Alex. Um, Tylee, Lori, and JJ leave. And so it's just Alex and Charles feuding. And apparently things escalate and Alex shoots Charles. And yeah, he calls nine, he calls the police right away supposedly and alex is this new prophetic no right just Lori's brother who's also a follower of oh okay alex is the brother yeah was chad chad was chad there no so chad and Lori like are physically not together at this point she's just like a close follower and they seem to be having like an emotional affair over like text yeah Okay, so Alex calls 911 and he's like, oh, I shot my brother-in-law, but it was in self-defense. Um, and it eventually is ruled in self-defense, which who knows the story. But when police arrived, he was shot. Charles was shot five times and Alex never attempted CPR as previously stated on like the phone with 911. Like he was claiming to be doing CPR. Oh, shit. So I think the intent was to kill Charles. Um, and then Lori returns to the scene. Like she dropped JJ off at school. She still has Tylee. Um, there's video cam footage of her. She doesn't seem upset at all. She's asking no questions about Charles, like not worried about the father of her kids, her, her husband still. It's just like a very weird demeanor, obvious that she does not care what happened. So Lori calls Colby and remember um Charles didn't adopt Colby but um they had like a good relationship but he's not his biological father so Lori calls Colby later that day and tells him that his father died from a heart attack 
but it doesn't take long for Colby to real like to like figure out what happened. So he's like, "Why would you lie?" Like it was really weird. Lori also reached out to Charles's biological sons from a previous marriage. Um, they were like grown, so they weren't around very often. Like literally, with just a text message being like, "Your dad died," waiting for more info from the medical examiner, and they like are like, uh, "What happened?" And she's just like not answering them. Okay. She- she also tells JJ, so this is the youngest, she tells the school that Charles committed suicide. So she's just lying to everyone about what happened when it's very strange because, like, there's enough going on for people. To, there was enough people around to know, like, right. that didn't happen. Um, uh, so, yeah. And then a few days after Charles's death, she files a claim for his life insurance, but discovers that he was that she was actually removed as the beneficiary, but she still gets some social security mo- money. She then announces to her close friends and family that she's moving, um, she's leaving Arizona, but she won't tell anyone where. And she's taking Tylee and JJ with her. Like Colby doesn't even know. So after the move, um, Colby is like attempting to reach out to Tylee to check in, like see how she's doing. Like that's his younger sister. They were close. Uh, But, and she responds via text, but she just doesn't seem like herself. So Colby like tries calling and is kind of like, is everything okay? You don't seem like yourself. He gets a hold of Lori who claims Tylee's just been busy, but she's really happy in their new home and yada, yada, yada. Soon after their move, Lori's family actually gets an email that was supposed to go to Lori, but for some reason got sent to other family members. And it was essentially all the family, all of her family listed with the number rating them on that dark or light scale that I had mentioned earlier. And the majority of the family members were listed as dark. So, and this is from Chad. Of course. Yeah. And someone on this list is actually Lori's niece's ex-husband um Lori's niece was like also a devout follower of Chad's religion and I think that was like contention between her and her husband and they separated but Brandon was dark and so he'd been taken over and it's presumed that Alex actually tried to do like a drive-by shooting to kill Brandon um but he missed like Brandon called the cops and like they never were able to confirm anything but it was all very strange. Um, so Chad also then confides in Lori that his wife has now been taken over by this darkness spirit and that unfortunately she's going to need to be removed from this earth. So she passes away kind of suspiciously, but no one really looks too deep into it a couple months after Lori's husband, Charles, is murdered. So this That's- is all terrifying that it's like not like people didn't look into it yeah yeah so this is in the fall of 2019 just for reference okay (laughs) sorry this is like a lot (laughs) I've never heard this story before yeah so Chad then announces to his followers that the doomsday date is like happening and it's supposedly going to happen summer of 2020 and that all his followers needed to couple up and get married, which is just so weird. So like they all couple up and get married. And it's also around this time that JJ's biological 
grandparents, so this would be stepping up from like Charles's family, yeah. they were getting worried because they hadn't heard from JJ in a while. And every time they tried to reach out to Lori to connect with JJ, Lori would like make up some excuse about why he couldn't talk, but like always assured them he was very happy and doing well. Well, the grandparents eventually figure out where they're living and they actually ask the police to do a welfare check. So the police show up to Lori's door in Idaho because that is where she moved to um, to be with Chad. Uh, and JJ's not there and they're like, where's JJ? And she's like, oh, he's actually staying with a friend of mine. So they go to said friend's house that JJ was supposed to be with and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't have JJ. So they get a search warrant and show up to Lori's house the next day and the house has been completely cleaned out and no one is there. Oh, so wow. She left. And her and Chad are living together at this point. So Chad's also gone. Okay, so the police are now on the hunt for JJ and also realize there's another person missing, Tylee, which is, she's like 17 or 18 at this point. And this is all occurring like right around the new year for 2020, so end of 2019. And this is where I feel like if I showed you a picture of Tylee and JJ, you would maybe have, maybe kind of remember this case. Um, but so now there's like, now the news and the media have picked up that these two kids are missing and law enforcement's asking like anyone to help. Have they seen them? Do they like know where they are? Um, amongst all this chaos, Alex, Lori's brother and other and follower is actually found dead of a suspicious death by his new wife's son, apparently from blood clots. I don't know. Okay. So eventually Lori and Chad are found in Hawaii near where Lori had once lived years prior. They are bombarded by law enforcement and media. They refuse to give any comments on the missing children. It also comes out that Lori and Chad actually got married a few weeks after Chad's previous wife's death. So so suspicious did you did you find a picture of the kids yeah i literally have never heard of this story before okay i remember like these kids being missing and the mom being found and the mom not telling where the kids were so i had no idea it was this recent like yeah he's so recently yeah so Finally, Lori is arrested in connection with the missing children. She's not saying anything, but I think the police get enough evidence to arrest her. And she makes her first court appearance. And according to Colby, who attended the court appearance, she just like didn't look concerned at all. Like she was all dolled up, didn't have a care in the world that her kids were missing. Yeah, I'm looking um, at pictures of her right now in court and she's like smiling and has like yeah. cute hair. Like, yeah. Girl super strange and so Colby is like actually able to get in touch with her in prison and she is still maintaining that the kids are fine but she just doesn't want to tell anyone where they are for their safety and Lori's parents also believe Lori and like make a bunch of public statements and like have interviews saying that they believe their daughter they're like we don't know where the kids are but we believe our daughter would never hurt her kids um they also openly disagree about any speculation that Lori was part of a cult or that she had been brainwashed. But her mother will soon realize she was very wrong in all of that. 
So the authorities eventually gain access to Lori's iCloud and discover the last known photo of Tylee and JJ alive in September of 2019 on a family trip to Yellowstone National Park. They dig deeper into the phone records and discover some phone activities at one of Chad's properties in Idaho. And like essentially it's pinging Lori, Chad and Alex's phone, like spending a lot of time there. And then there's also some very incriminating text between the three of them, like talking about darkness and then talking about, it's literally talking about like, we burned the flesh. It's like very, very incriminating. So um, a search is conducted on the property and Chad tries to flee the area, but is apprehended almost immediately. And they do eventually find human remains on the property and they are later identified to be JJ and Tylee's. So Chad and Lori have been charged for felony murder, conspiracy to commit first degree murder, actual first degree murder, grand theft related to social security survivor benefits and insurance fraud. So they were both arrested. Um, in May of 2021, Lori was found incompetent and unfit to stand trial, and her case was like paused slash postponed. She has since been deemed competent to stand trial after mental health treatment. Um, a start date of the trial was set for January 2023, so this month, but it was canceled in November of 2022 and has since not been rescheduled. The trial? So, yeah. Why? because it takes forever to do this stuff and like this all happened with COVID and I think so many trials got pushed back because of COVID too so like on top of already taking a long time so I remember seeing these missing kids and the mom like being fine and around and not disclosing and then I remember like hearing about the remains and like I'm like wow that mom like is kooky and obviously very not okay um but I just like didn't know all the backstory and like the development of this cult like religion and her beliefs and yeah so yeah it's a lot of information and it's like kind of all over the place but unfortunately like I said um the trial has not occurred yet they are still in prison um who knows how many people were actually murdered. I have no idea if this is cause to reopen any case that has to do with Charles or Chad's wife or Alex, the brother even. Um, But essentially JJ and Tylee um, had become dark and were taken over by an evil spirit. So they had to be removed from the earth is kind of what people believe happened or the reasoning behind what happened to them. I cannot even wrap my mind around this. (laughs) Wow. I appalled. Yeah. That, how did I not hear about any of this? Yeah. So the Netflix. So recent. So recent. And the Netflix docuseries does a really good job Colby is on it. Colby's wife, Kelsey's on it. Um, Previous friends of Lori are on it. Lori's parents are on it. Um, And I think it's just like so scary 
like especially when like religion is involved like everything kind of happens so gradually and you don't really realize it's happening like people joke about being in a cult and I I think it's like really easy to kind of slip into that um well you think about like heaven's gate which was like yeah 60s or 70s I think of 70s um or like some of those past cults it's like oh it was so long ago but like no that was literally last year like it's so recent yeah it's yeah it's crazy so it's a really sad story it's just like really disturbing and very strange and I'm I'm really glad that they were able to arrest Chad because like when they first just arrested Lori it's like oh my gosh like he's the leader of all of this like what's right. going on and his wife look into his wife's stuff yeah like I, yeah there's so many other questions I have um but the docuseries kind of ends with her being arrested. And since the trial has been put off, it doesn't appear that there's like a ton of other updates mm. that I can find. Well, geez, we shall see. Yeah. Well, thank you. Should I yeah. move on to a little palate cleanser? Please. I'm tired <laughs> of talking. <laughs> But I just have a really, really short palate cleanser, happy story. Um, my sources today are goodnewsnetwork.org and uknews.yahoo.com. Okay, so my story is about Dinky Flowers, real name, who is a 101-year-old um, woman in the UK and how she she shares her tips for her long and healthy life let's hear it so the pictures for this story are very adorable as well so definitely make sure to go check out our instagram post um but dinky flowers is one of the oldest women in the uk and she um says that her secret to her longevity is dancing she says i couldn't live without dancing and i think it's what kept me young and happy um she says that the secrets to helping herself stay young and healthy include doubt daily ballet moves on the barre. She says the bar- what did I say? Barre. Oh wait. It's, it's <laughs> yes, just, is it bar? Is it just is it B-A-R-R-E? Yeah, it's bar. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, includes daily ballet moves on the bar. It sounds hard, but it's never too late to start. She says, and she was once a former professional dancer. So she started dancing at the age of three and still teaches lessons at her dance school called Dinky Flowers Stage School to oh this God. day. She's 101 and still teaching dance class- classes. So she, in the past, she traveled the world to showcase her skills. And she also went to Baghdad where she danced in front of the Iraqi royal family. She also was once a British acrobatic skater. She says, I just love dancing. I always have and I always will. I'd advise anyone and everyone to start dancing to keep your body and mind young. Every day I go and dance and go in the studio. The work you do keeps your body supple. Wow. Yes. She says that she won't stop dancing until they take me away in a box. I couldn't live without dancing. You don't have to go mad, but it's good to keep on moving your body, bending your knees and stuff like that. 
Dinky also made a TV debut a couple years ago, tap dancing her way through auditions to appear on The Greatest Dancer at 98 years old. She has four grandchildren and she says helping people dance is her life. I see people just sitting on their bottoms all day and reading, but it's important to get up and get on moving, do something. It doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 30 or 100, but as long as you have movement, you are fit and well. <laughs> so that's her story. 101 years young. Dinky flowers. Shout out. Definitely go check out the photos on the gram. She is freaking adorable. And she looks like so young. <laughs> for 100. I, hope, I hope dancing isn't the secret to a long life because mm, your girl don't really dance. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Jenna's showing me pictures right I'm now. I'm showing you the pictures right now. She is such a sweetie. She does not look 101. Right? I'm so confused. Yeah. So, you know, the reason I shared this story is it's not, I'm not a good dancer either. But movement is so important. And it's something that actually Sophie has been um steam heading spearheading steamrolling <laughs> she's been leading the charge the beginning of this year um yeah. you can talk about it a little bit sophie but just to introduce more movement into our lives because whether it's a walk or literally just stretching like movement is just so good for you yeah um yeah I told Jenna I mean I think like around the new year everyone kind of has these goals and like initiatives and I was feeling inspired but mostly I just felt like I wasn't moving nearly as much as I do in the nicer weather months in Minnesota um Jenna and I both have dogs so we are like very frequent dog walkers and we still walk our dogs in the winter, but like I go on the long walks like every day in the summer. Uh, and I was just feeling like I needed to move more. So I was kind of stealing the idea from 75 hard, although I, I hesitate to even say 75 hard because this is so not even close. Oh. But as a joke, um, we're calling it like 75 very, very soft. <laughs> very, very soft. And 75 hard for those that don't know, it's like I don't know if it was like a trend that went around during COVID or what, but it's like 75 days of like hard stuff. So like you have to follow a diet. It doesn't matter what diet you follow. You have to be, you have to do, have two workouts per day, 45 minutes each. One workout needs to be outside a gallon of water a day and read at least 10 minutes of nonfiction, which is like, yeah. okay, if I'm going to read, that's going to be fiction. So yeah. we're not doing we're not doing 75 hard, no diet, none of that. Just moving twice a day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what? I was gonna say like two different movements, but it doesn't even have to yes. be two different. But two different forms of movement every day. As long as you want, as short as you want. Like it literally could be stretching. Yeah. I'm like shoveling. I count that as moving. Um and then we do have a daily water intake goal. But yeah. other than that, that is all we're doing. So we're focusing on water intake and just moving our body more um, because we just, I like started this and then told Jenna about it. And Jenna 
really liked the idea. We created like a little Google Docs so that we can keep ourselves <laughs> accountable and motivated. But we just, I think a lot of people who live in colder weather states just also like feel like they really go into this like hibernation mode when it's cold. Um, yeah, well, even like just our jobs, like we both work from home and like, well, you go in the office sometimes, but we both have desk jobs. Desk- yeah. yeah. So it's just like, yeah, if you don't have intentional movement in your day, you're not going to move. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that so yeah, I love it. So thank you for the inspo, Sophie. And let's take after good old dinky flowers as well. Yeah. She, she just like reignited the, the <laughs> fire to keep this going. So love that. So cute. Yeah. So everybody else get moving, get out there, get dancing. We love you. Have a great week. Stay happy. As happy as you can be. Bye. Bye. Thank you.